Now, you listen to me. The most important thing that you must remember, that is, always appear half drunk. You almost think you look helpless. You understand that? Yes, teacher. Hi everybody and welcome once again to the Dragon Server Podcast with me, Holly Mahal. On this episode of the podcast, we'll be talking to Jeff Turner and learning more about B-movie martial arts cinema. There are so many movies that are released or have been released that I missed out on because I was a little bit ignorant as to those movies that didn't have the Golden Harvest logo on them. So I'm really, really happy and really lucky to have Jeff join me on this episode of the Dragon Server Podcast as we delve into that world of B-movie action cinema. Okay, Jeff, thank you very much for taking the time to join me on the Dragons Forever podcast. Uh, a huge welcome to you. Thank you very much, and I'm glad to be here. We've uh, got a little bit of an international reach, finally, which wasn't uh, the plan for the podcast. I never knew who I was going to get uh, to, to join me, and I'm very, very grateful that last uh, on the last episode I got to have action superstar uh, Eric Jacobus uh, join me. I'm uh, very, very grateful for that. And that was in America. And now, where in the world have I been able to reach out for this episode, Jeff? Where in the world are you based? Currently in Ireland. Um, used to be from the UK, but um, moved over to Ireland when I was really young. So you got me from over here today. Brilliant. It's an absolute honor, uh, an absolute pleasure. First things first, this is the first podcast for 2018. So uh, happy new year to you, Jeff. Happy New Year to you, and glad to be the first guest of 2018. Before we sort of go into the actual podcast, I think we should probably tell the listeners what exactly you're going to be uh, discussing. So we have had messages sent back and forth on uh, on Twitter, which is obviously how this uh, this collaboration uh, has taken place. So thanks for for uh, for agreeing to uh, to join me on the uh, on the podcast because you had a really uh, interesting uh, angle that you wanted to uh, to discuss and that's really what the podcast is about it's about trying to link up with other fans and have them talk about an area of the genre which they're passionate about and you're going to talk about a part of the genre which I think um, I think I'll, I'll, I'll very happily say that I'm, I'm a little bit ignorant to all parts of the genre I think I like what I like I'm pretty much focused on um, anything that comes out with the Golden Harvest logo on it and there have been a lot of martial arts films which I've watched and kind of just allow them to just sort of sort of wash over me and just be like, okay, cool, let's just forward it and get to the fight and let's see what it's like. And not really take take much of it in or really follow on from sort of maybe work that said actor or actress has done. So I'm very happy that you're here today because you're going to sort of take us on a, a bit of a journey to a different part of the martial arts genre, uh, which I'll let you explain to the listeners what that's going to be. Basically, it's going to be all the B-movie stars that loads of people probably haven't heard of. Um, just to name a couple that I'll talk about, like Lorenzo Lamas and Jeff Winkott, two very overlooked martial artists, but all of their films are so handy to find. Like I come across them one day when I was sick on YouTube, day off work, and I was in bed and really just wanted to watch something new, and I happened just to stumble across them, and then I became instant fans. So hopefully, from what I can tell you, is you'll be able to go away, look up their films, and we'll have more fans these people because they're definitely overlooked and they're definitely quality action stars. Brilliant. I can't wait to uh, to get into that and learn a little bit more myself because that's uh, the key thing for me with the podcast is always to learn from other other fans and like you said hopefully get some links to films which I've never heard about that I can go and uh, go and explore once again because I went through this you know this one I kind of in a way kind of envy new martial arts uh, sort of cinema fans because They've got that buzz about, oh, I've just seen, let's say, Jackie Chan, I've just seen Rush Hour, which it always seems to be, I've just seen Rush Hour or Run the Blancs, and they think that those are the, the, you know, the greatest films that Jackie's ever made in his life, 
uh, and it's great because you kind of see this uh, this sort of just this sort of buzz that they have to try and watch as many of the Jackie Chan films, and you only really get that once that whole that sort of buzz of like wanting to consume as much sort of new films you get from from someone. Um, so I'm hoping after today you're going to give us some links to, to films which I'll be able to uh, go and find and uh, and explore, and I'm sure some of the listeners will uh, will too. But before we get into that, I think it's really important, Jeff. Uh, for you as a fan, I think every fan always wants to know, what was the hook, what was the thing that got you interested in uh, martial arts cinema? I remember ages ago, I would have been in primary school, I think it was, and um, we had this neighbor and he was forever just watching action movies after action movies. And it was just one of the neighborhoods we lived in where you could just walk in and out of each other's houses and stuff. So I happened just to walk into his house one day and he was watching showdown in little tokyo um with Dolph Lundgren and brandon lee and i was just i was amazed by it it was such a great film and um the reason it got me hooked was because being young and naive i actually thought it was a sequel to big trouble in little china which yeah. <laughs> it's clearly not but and then after that um enter the dragon came on and I was just sitting there for, it would have been like a solid two and a half, three hours, just captivated by what I had seen. And because I was young, I never knew what Showdown Little Tokyo was called. It just happened. I got it on a box set one time and it just happened to be in it. And it was the film that got me hooked on the action martial arts genre. Brilliant. Okay. So that was the one that, that got you in. And there's always, there's always one, isn't it? I think... I think, well, I mean, for me, Dragons Forever, as, uh, as, as the podcast might suggest. But uh, yeah, Enter Dragon was definitely one of those. And I don't think I actually got... I remember Showdown in Little Tokyo, because around that time, I know my, my uncles were, were really into it, and I remember seeing trailers and, and sort of previews for it. But I didn't realise, you know, at the time that that was, that was Bruce Lee's son that was, uh, that was in it. And I don't think I actually got around to actually watching it until many, many years later. Um, uh, Showdown Little Tokyo, and I think that's that's definitely become uh, a fan favourite. It's become a cult classic uh, for a lot of people. And uh, I know Duff Lundgren himself has had a you know a bit of a uh, a bit of a big uh, career with inside of uh, you know sort of the the B movie genre. He's done he's been involved in uh, uh, a lot a lot of a lot of action cinema. Is he going to be one of the five that you'll be t- discussing today, or? Unfortunately, not. I had to narrow my five choices down so if this goes well and we get a lot of new fans i'd be happy to come back and do a sequel so to speak with five more definitely um but Dolph Lundgren would be on my list because i'm a really i got like all of Dolph Lundgren's films minus one and it was one of his recent ones but apart from that i have all of his movies you're going to be discussing B-movie um, martial arts cinema. Who can? Who are you going to be covering today then before we get into the first person? Who are the, who are the people you're going to be covering? Today I'm going to be covering Jeff Wincott, Gary Daniels, Don the Dragon Wilson, Lorenzo Lamas, and Scott Atkins. <laughs> Quite an exotic mover. I'll start with Jeff Wincott. Um, first of all, the good thing about these people is they're all real martial artists. Um, Jeff, um, from what I can gather anyway, he's a black belt in Taekwondo, um, fifth degree um, black belt in karate, and he's won a couple of championships. His martial arts films, they're, they're really good. Um, the fight scenes as well, even though they're in the 90s, they would sort of pass as what would you, you'd sort of imagine Scott Atkins would be like if he was back in the day. Like Jeff Wincott, he was really fast. He's got like really fast kicks, and he it sort of reminds you a bit reminiscent of you know the old Hong Kong movies you used to get like Above the Law. Oh you, yes, yeah. With Yun Bu, um, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty, you know, it's pretty cool. And he done well. One of my movies I'm going to recommend is Martial Outlaw. It's it would probably be one of my favorite. It's the one I found on YouTube, and it instantly got me hooked Jeff Wernkart it was basically he had like the the Scott Atkins type frame you know the muscles and everything and he just kicks butt and he always seems to go up against a group of people and shows off a different array of like kicks punches blocks grapples and as it's like back in the day you can tell like most of the hits are 
full contact as well just to put a bit more realism on stuff which i really enjoy you know unlike i don't want to sound disrespectful to the movies themselves but you know like the born films and stuff you can tell they're all sort of just put in place yeah very stylized yeah yeah whereas these films here you can actually tell that after every day they've done a fight scene they're going home that bit sore apart from master outlaw and mission of justice i think was a very good film um Especially, there's one scene in it where to like earn the trust of the people he's trying to infiltrate, uh, he has to go through this fight scene which is called a gauntlet, where he has, he's just given two fighting sticks, and then he has to fight through about 40 people to make it to the end to be like the successor. And apparently, Jeff Winkle only had like 45 minutes training with these sticks, and the scene itself is just unreal. I think. If I remember correctly, um, Jeff Wincott um, said to me on Twitter that it was one of his um, favorite movies of his. Wow. So you've actually yeah. been in contact with, uh, with Jeff on, on, on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was speaking, to, well, not speaking, speaking, but I was, um, asked him the other day, what's the current plans? And he said he's working on a martial arts comeback film. So I look forward to hearing more about it. Um, you can find Jeff Wincott on Twitter. And he's very, he's very like friendly. He replied to you and stuff. Um, usually answers all questions, but he disappeared from main. I can't remember what year it was to be honest. Um, it was early nineties. He disappeared from the genre, and he's just got more into acting roles, so to speak. He doesn't usually do anything martial arts wise. He would play bit parts in TV series and stuff. He hasn't had a solid action film. God, it must be about 15 years or so. So I really look forward to his comeback, um, especially to the genre, like, because anyone who's going to be from the, like, martial arts genre coming back is always welcome. Like, it, it would just be like, for instance, Ian Bu said he was going to do his own solo sort of movie. Everyone would be intrigued by it. And, like, an honorary mention film would be Martial Law 2, which um, Jeff Wincott done with Cynthia Rothrock. You know, you could see it there, he's done, you know, he's worked with some really good people, like, and funny enough, that I think that was his first film, like, his first major martial arts film, and he was above above Cynthia at the time, so, you know, the producers or, or whoever it was in charge had faith to put him above Cynthia, who at that time was a bigger star than he was. Now, it is your turn to die. Sort of one part of the genre, I guess, I've, I've started to sort of move it move away from in terms of now you know sort of renting uh, and downloading and buying from you know itunes and stuff like that instead of as opposed to buying dvds um but i see you're you're very active still on the on, on the dvd sort of purchases on you because i see a lot of stuff on your uh, uh on your twitter account where you're where you know you, you bought x amount of boxes of like you said Dolph Lundgren's you've got a lot of his films I know you've got loads of Scott Adkins um, you know all these other martial artists that you're in contact with like Jeff you know they probably love the fact that you've uh, you've got so much of their uh, you know of, of, of their back catalogue yeah I remember I posted my picture of my Lorenzo Lamas collection and tagged Lorenzo in it and the reply I got was well you own more of my films than I do <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it! I love it. That's absolutely fantastic. Actually, no, you know that's probably a good linking because you mentioned that uh, uh, Lorenzo was one of your uh, one of your guys on the um, on the list, wasn't he? So yeah, that, that's definitely one name I I don't recall uh, hearing. Even though, again, maybe it might be one of those things where you mention a film and I'm like, oh, okay, I remember the film, but I don't remember the star. So tell us a little bit about uh, Lorenzo. Um. He has um, a black belt in Taekwondo and Karate. Um, currently, he still does movies, but um, like most of these um, actors as of now, minus Scott, they've all sort of drifted out the genre a wee bit, and he just does sort of odd, cheap TV movie sort of thing. Like now his sort of movies are just for, I wrote down a couple of examples, like Sharknado 3, um, Mega Shark, Raptor Island, and I think that's just the case of he slipped off the radar in the nineties, and no one's ever picked him back up. Was but that was, was, was that Mega Shark? Did you did you say Mega Shark? Yeah, Mega Shark versus yeah. Giant Octopus. 
Oh, amazing. How more? How much more B-movie could you get than that? <laughs> I know, right? And then a guilty pleasure of mine, I have to say as well. My girlfriend is forever just, she's like, what are you watching? I'd be like, Mega Shark, like Mega Shark, like versus like, like giant crocodile or something. And she's like, how can you sit through that? And I'm like, I really do not know. It's just a wee guilty pleasure of mine to watch sometimes. Well, to finish off on Lorenzo, I'd recommend Midnight Man, which um, co-stars, you'd probably know his name, James Liu. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it co-stars him as the main villain. So the final fight between them is pretty good. Loads of sword fights, loads of fist fights. Um, I just say I can't. I don't want to give away too much about the ending, but it's a really, really good film to go to watch. It's on YouTube as well. Um, same with the other film. It's called Viper, but I think it's called um, something. What is it? Bound by Blood, I think it's called, or Blood for Blood on YouTube. It's the American name for it, and it once again which sort of be along the lines of Midnight Man. Lorenzo just sort of gets sucked into a world of like deceit by his brother and just turns out to be an ass kicking machine. It's such a great movie and it's got um, Professor Toru Tanaka. Um, he was, he's been in a couple of movies. Um, it would, he starred as the main villain in The Perfect Weapon with Jess Bigman in and he was in The Running Man, you know, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he starred alongside Chuck Norris too in Force of Vengeance. Force of Vengeance, oh yes, oh gosh, well there's a, I'll tell you what, there's another name, there's another name for, for, for your, for your other list, I mean, Chuck Norris, he deserves his own, he deserves his own podcast episode, for sure, does Chuck, uh, he can, he, he can do no wrong, Chuck Norris, uh, I love, um, I love all the memes that are on the, on, on Twitter with Chuck Norris, you know, Chuck Norris was, you know, he's like, you know, as, as Chuck Norris being like the hardest man ever in the world, I love all, all the tweets that center around uh, this whole joke, running joke of Chuck Norris being able to like destroy anything that comes in his path. Did you know there's actually five books written on Chuck Norris jokes? No, didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, I own four of them. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, Jeff Turner, is keeping the martial arts industry alive, people. He's got like anything and everything to do with martial arts. Um, before we finish on Lorenzo, I would just like to mention another film of his, um, Bounty Tracker. It's really good as well. Uh, the main villain in that, actually, um, just give a wee shout out to him because he's in loads of 80s movies. He's been in movies with near enough every martial arts star of the B-movie genre. Matthias Hughes, um, he starred alongside Dolph Lundgren, Lorenzo Lamas, Don Wilson, Jeff Wincott, usually plays the biggest, most intimidating bad guy ever, and yeah, yeah, he plays yeah. it well. Um, fun fact as well, Matthias actually follows me on Twitter. So, Matthias, if you, yeah, so Matthias, if you're reading this, I support you, brother. <laughs> oh, I love it, Jeff. I need to I need to up my uh, my Twitter game because you you've got all these people following you, messaging you. <laughs> and I'm gonna need to, I'm gonna have to just like jump on the bandwagon of some of these conversations you're having. I think. Um, actually, we could also note um, uh, a little shout out to uh, one of my favorite uh, podcasts. Uh, I know one that you you also enjoy listening to, which is the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Uh, I believe he uh, actually guests on one of the uh, those episodes with Ben. So um, for those of you. Uh, you know, uh, who know about him and, and have watched his films. You, there, I believe there's an interview with him uh, on the Kung Fu Movie Podcast, which you should definitely um, listen to once you finish listening to this episode with me and Jeff. What are you doing here? Beating you up. God, I love Gary's movies, I have to say. Uh, been a big fan of his for a while now. Like the others, Gary is a real-life martial artist. Um, he has an um, actual kickboxing record, I think. Um, I had to look online. It was 31 wins, 30 by knockouts, and only four defeats. And he's held two titles. So what can you say about that? Gary is the real deal. And even if you watch his most recent film, it's called Rumble. It was on Netflix. Uh, not sure if it still is, but I would check it out. It's Gary plays... Uh, an Asian fighter whose girlfriend gets kidnapped and he's forced back into the ring and Gary is still brutal as ever. I think he's 50, 51 maybe and dude still has it like um, 
definitely think he deserves to be in bigger and better films. He's still very agile. He can still kick the best. Um, he's still in really good physical condition. So I really do hope we get to see him in more movies um, as a leader man and still kicking ass because he's still got it. So he may as well flaunt it. Yeah, I mean, if there was ever an advertisement as to why you should do martial arts, um, people like Gary, uh, people like Donnie Yen, you know, uh, these guys just prove, um, you know, the, the the huge benefits health-wise that you have if you, you continue to do your martial arts, you know, even into, you know, into your 40s, 50s, you know, these guys are still looking, you know, looking really, really good. So, you know, that's always been a, a big thing for me as well, looking at these guys, you know, thinking, wow, you know, these guys have got, you know, 20 years or so on me and they look, they look amazing. Uh, you know, so just, you know, keep, keep doing it, keep doing the martial arts, you know, and, uh, and Gary, um, uh, I think the first film was his, I don't know if it was his first film, but, um, obviously, you know, for me, um, and, and maybe other people who, 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 you know, again, who haven't, who haven't really followed a lot of the, the independent martial arts, uh, scene, um, uh, would probably be, uh, City Hunter, which I'm sure you knew I was going to say, that was like the, the one that I sort of know him for, know him for. Yeah. Um, uh, and again, it's great that he's a he, you know he's British, which is which is which is always nice. Because I haven't really read an awful lot of uh, of interviews where, with Gary, uh, you know, sort of over the years. But is there any uh, really interesting uh, bits of trivia that? Well, there's something he did say with me. Uh, I spoke to him on Twitter uh, a couple of times, and I love Gary bits. But I don't know if they should make it into the final cut or not. So um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, there was. Um, Gary um, done a film with Steven Seagal called Submerged. I uh, don't know if you've heard it. It's a B. It's a BB movie. Like. Oh man, that sounds total B movie, uh, and, and and I love it. I just love these titles that you that you're reeling, <laughs> up, that you're reeling off to Jeff J. I, I, I just love them. I just love these titles. They're amazing. So, I asked the honest. You know, it's a question that all B movie people and fans of Seagal want to know. So, what's Seagal like? And my question was something along the lines of it. It was like one tweet, that was all it was. And it was back, you know, when your tweet was limited to like 120 characters or whatever it was. So it was basically like, what was it like to work with Seagal? And is he as fast as, you know, it makes out on camera? And Gary replied three messages, one after the other, of basically <laughs> saying how shit the experience was. <laughs> and I, I was in stitches. I retweeted, liked, and... I got on the phone. I was at work at the time. I shouldn't even be on my phone. Like, but I got on the phone to my girlfriend and was like, Jesus. I was like, go on my Twitter and look at this. And she was in stitches. Like, it was one question that turned into Gary Daniels having a rant at me about how, like, overweight and slow Seagal was. <laughs> I don't think you can make this stuff up. I really don't think you... The amount of stuff which is true, you just couldn't even make up if you, if you tried. Even if you're writing the, the, the wildest script for a film... Um, I don't think it compares to just some of the craziness that Mr. Seagal has has actually done in a, uh, in real life. Um, he just uh, he definitely deserves a, a podcast episode uh, of his own. But I'm I'm too scared I'm too scared to do it because he's got so many uh, he's got so many links with so many uh, so many people. I think you know I'd never make another podcast uh, again. I'd probably go missing somewhere in sort of deepest Russia. And uh, exactly, or Vladimir at your door. <laughs> oh gosh uh, yeah so uh, Stephen we love you uh, just in case you're listening to this uh, we're big fans uh, of yours Mr. Seagal and um, please don't kill us please don't um, we are not hard to kill so <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like what you did there that dead man walk in what else is is there any key film or films for uh, for um, for Gary that we should be we should be trying to to locate and find online I've got three that I'd say are really good Deadly Target is one, Hawk's Vengeance is another, and uh, Mike Fury and me have spoke about this film a few times. It's called Blood Moon. It stars Gary Daniels and Darren Shalavi, if you're yes. familiar with him. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 Blood Moon, definitely, yeah. Yeah, um, Darren Shalavi, who passed away, uh, he's a really good martial artist, and he always makes the best villain, I have to say. If yeah. anyone made the good villain, like him and Matthias Hughes together in a movie as villains would probably be the best villain team up ever. Okay, actually one thing I need to ask you, um, this is because it's just made me think now actually, there yeah. was this film that I came across and I think, um, and I'm pretty certain, it was Gary Daniels 
uh, Cynthia Rotherock, and a host of other B movie martial arts um, actors. But it, I'm, I'm pretty certain, yeah, it was um, on like a Disney Channel or something like that. And I was like, and I, I, and I was just like, no way, is this really him? And, I, and, and it, it was like, the, it was just like, it was like really badly made as well, with all due respect. It was like, I just remember there was a shot from sort of from the ground, just circling, like Cynthia Rotherock and Gary Daniels, and they were like sort of dancing or something. And it just went went on for ages. And I was like, I'm sure that's Cynthia Rotherock, and I'm sure that's Gary Daniels, and it's like a family sort of kids movie and do you have any idea what that movie is or if i'm just completely made it up and if i was dreaming um i was actually going to touch upon that with you while we were covering gary daniels that is called santa's summer house and it features <laughs> cynthia rothrock gary daniels and daniel bernhardt um all doing their best to make a fun christmas movie i was expecting them to like turn around like judo chop santa or something but no such luck it's actually just a children's christmas movie which i sat through hoping that someone would get judo chopped in at least judo chopped dough to make cookies but nothing that's it that's exactly what, <laughs> that's exactly what happened to me jeff i came across this i was um and i was like hold on is this like am i actually seeing this right is this is this actually a christmas movie with martial arts stars and um, I, I thought the same thing. I thought, okay, hold on. Well, this is one I've definitely missed. Has gone under the radar. I've never come across it. I was just just shocked to see Cynthia Rotherock and Gary Daniels together on screen. So I was like, okay, cool. The, you know, this this is going to be good. And I, and I watched it like for you. I think it, I got like half an hour in. I was like, yeah, there's like nothing whatsoever. Even like going towards the whole, you know, you kill my brother, and now I have to get some revenge or anything. There was nothing anywhere like remotely along the sort of the kung fu. Uh, sort of narrative that you'd expect, and um, yeah, and you know, and all this time, Jeff, I, I thought I'd imagined the whole the whole episode. I just, I thought maybe I just went off on some daydream and just imagined that that I, I'd saw it. So I'm so grateful that I, I I now know that I wasn't dreaming, Jeff. I know that actually a movie, a Christmas movie, was actually made with um, these martial arts stars, which had no martial arts in it whatsoever. Yeah. Um... It's probably best kept as a dream, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> My superior kung fu will finish you off. Okay, uh, so we've had um, uh, Gary Daniels. We've had yep. uh, Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah, we had Jeff Wincott. Yeah. Uh, so who is going to take up uh, place number four? We'll go with Don Wilson. Okay, brilliant. Okay, now Don... Uh, I don't know an awful lot about him, but I have seen some of Don's films. Uh, and I know that Don was actually um, a proper... Well, I, I know you mentioned some of the other guys as well, but I know that Don was a proper uh, ring fighter, wasn't he? Yeah, Don um, was actually quite badass in his day, actually. Um, from off the net there, so Don, if you listen to this and I've got this wrong, you know, feel free to correct me, but 71 wins, 5 losses, 2 draws, and 47 wins by knockout. Don't know if, don't know if that's right. But if it's wrong, Don, please correct me. But if that's right, um, tell I'm not going to get on the wrong side of you. We stayed up all night just to kill him for you. His career lasted from 1974 until 2002. I think if I'm correct in remembering, so Don, if you hear this, bud, and you want to correct me, I think he was looking to return to the ring in 2013. Jeez. <laughs> like you know, there's no slowing Don down. My sensei explained to me that um, once these old, like these old fighters, never lose the taste for the ring. So even they could get to like seventy and still be like, right, let's go, because they still feel in peak condition. Wow. Which, which I think is really good. You'd love to get to an age where you still think, you know, right, let's do this. I've got this. You still feel fit and healthy. So you know, I admire Don for that. I really do. I think he's he'd be a great role model to have around. Somebody who's been a, a a ring fighter or you know a fully fledged you know proper uh, you know full contact fighter um, has that transcended well to on screen or can you tell that he's he you know he's a he's he's a fighter and, and maybe he doesn't work so good uh, for movie fighting? Like the first couple of roles, it seems like he's getting his he's just getting his bearings. If you know what I mean, you know he's just finding his foot and like in the first Blood Fest, you can sort of see wee bits and bobs. He's just picking up on bits, but um it's still a great movie uh i've got like i've got all the blood fist movies and it's such a great franchise that spanned 
was it nine nine movies? I think it's spanned. Um, wow, is he is he in all, is he in all of them? Yeah, um, they all go by the same title, like Bloodfist, Bloodfist Two, Bloodfist Three, but. Bloodfist and Bloodfist 2, he plays the same character. After that, it's a different character every movie, so they must have just been working off the name of Bloodfist just to promote it a bit better, but they're all action-packed movies, martial arts, you know. The first three, I'd say, are the best, so if anyone's looking to get into any Don Wilson films, um, the first three Bloodfist movies, but then if you're looking for something a bit different, I would go with Out for Blood, which which is a really good film, actually. It was the first Don Wilson movie I think I've seen, and after I've seen it, I was hooked. Um, his family gets killed, and he just goes out for vengeance. One of them films, basic plot, but as you can tell, it just involves him just fighting multiple people. It's just fight after fight after fight after fight, which you know is not bad in a movie, I have to say. You know, it's straight to the point, and. Another film I'd recommend of his is Black Belt. It once has, once again, has Matthias Hughes as the main villain. Yeah, I watched that one actually. When did I watch that? I watched that last week. Uh, it was really, it's probably one of my favorite Don Wilson films. And the fact that I think there's, it says in the cast at the beginning, you know, the title when the credits come up, that I think there's about nine, nine or ten actual, um, like champion kickboxers featured in the movie and stuff like real fighters so most of the people he fights in it are fully fledged fighters themselves and the end scene in that is unreal uh it's don is going to have his confrontation with matthias hughes um so he goes into this gym where matthias is at and he's just confronted by 12 to 15 of these guys and i think they're all sort of like the real martial artists and naturally he just sort of you know it's like right who's first and takes them all on and it's one of them fight scenes you sort of like i think don is gonna get his ass kicked here but he pulls through and then matthias gives him a bit of run for his money because matthias is a giant and him matthias is really good um he always gives his all and and he's a martial artist himself as well so Always watching him is fun. Uh, I love, I, well, it's going off subject a wee bit, but I loved him in I Come in Peace with Dolph Lundgren. Uh, and Matthias has hinted at he's doing a sequel to it. So, Matthias, any word on the sequel? Oh, interesting. Well, you know, uh, Matthias looks looks huge and he still looks huge. Who's uh, who's taller than out of him and Dolph, I wonder? That's really hard, actually, because Dolph is a big man himself, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah, that'd be that's that's uh, that's uh, that's one for you to to find out, Jeff, and uh, and to tweet once you know the answer. I'm sure you've got contacts with both Dolph and uh, Matthias. I'm sure you can just uh, just ask them. Say, all right, lads, uh, who's taller out of you and Dolph? Maybe add, <laughs> maybe add them both into a tweet, and uh, maybe we can just start something off there, and you can just uh, get them sort of arguing amongst each other. Uh, Dolph is the one person who I've never got a reply out of, and which is really good. And I love Dolph and. My girlfriend or fiance, should I say, loves Dolph too. Have you ever tried just sending that whole box uh, full of your DVDs to him and sort of maybe starting a conversation with like, you know? Yeah, I tagged him. He was the only one that didn't reply. <laughs> 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 like, come on, Dolph, oh, <laughs> help man. me out here. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, okay, okay. Well, we need to get we need to start just bombarding him with like uh, loads of Dolph gifts now. I think that's what's going to happen. Just a guilt trip, you Dolph, a wee bit, if you're listening. Uh, I bought Kindergarten Cop 2 um, and watched it. You know, so we reply would be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeff, I absolutely love your enthusiasm for this genre. Uh, there's not many There's not many of you left out there that supportive of just buying everything, uh, you know, regardless. You must, you knew as well, didn't you? You knew when you brought that. You knew that it was going to be a hard watch. Did you? And you still did it, and you still yeah, went. Yeah, I, I supported the cause. I sat through it, and <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I was, I had Dolph's back completely. Um, even when he delved into, you know, I think this is where, you know, Stephen may have got it from, but Dolph done a film was it last year, the year before, um, Shark Lake, Dolph versus Sharks. So, yes, 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 yes. You know, and I think I actually do think I sat through that one too, and I remember at the end. Don't punch the shark, so... <laughs> if he dies, he dies. 
there's one person on Twitter, and it's the person we're going to go to come to next, who absolutely loves the fact that fans, um, you know, are purchasing uh, DVDs, Blu-rays, uh, you know, are legally watching and supporting online, um, you know, and sending. So in, and I think he quite enjoys people sending him, uh, you know, images of their of their Blu-ray collection, of their DVD collection of, of his movies, um, you know, and that's uh, Mrs. Scott Atkins uh, himself. Yep. Um... I don't know where to start with Scott. There's just so much coolness about Scott. Like, like any role out there, I'm like, Scott Atkins, James Bond, Scott Atkins, Batman, Scott Atkins, Superman, Scott Atkins, Batman v Superman should have been Scott Atkins versus Scott yeah. Atkins. As far as I'm aware, um, so Scott, correct me if I'm wrong here, mate, but um, he studies Taekwondo, kickboxing, ninjutsu, karate, wushu, jujitsu, muay thai, and capoeira. Not too sure if the net's right for that one, but... I know he's an impressive martial artist, so I would not put that by him. Yeah, it seems like it would be easy to say, what what doesn't he study? Yeah. <laughs> um, he's one of the ones I don't, I'm not too sure of, but I don't think he has like a professional record. Um, he may have some fights, you know, like champions, you know, you do when you do your martial arts as you're going through your gradings and stuff. You always go to like the local tournaments and stuff. I don't know if he has many of them under his belt but you know it would be nice to know if Scott has a wee fighting career you know it'd be something nice to learn about him I'm asking a silly question I'm sure you've probably already had some conversations with Scott on Twitter yeah I didn't want to burst your bubble I've had a couple of conversations with Scott on Twitter <laughs> oh gosh oh Jeff oh Jeff Okay, go on then. Tell me what do I need to do to start a conversation? And what did you what did you talk to him about? Did you send him a picture um, of all your uh, your Scott Adkins uh, DVD collection? Um, yeah, I sent two. Um, the first one he replied to, and the second one I think he liked or retweeted. But I remember getting a reply from him when I asked, "So what's better, um, Triple Threat or Accident Man?" He replied, "Accident Man." So. Ah, really uh, cool. Even to get, even to get that, because he doesn't, he doesn't really tweet an awful lot, does he, Scott Atkins? If you if you look at his, no. his Twitter, he doesn't really tweet as in like he himself. He, he he retweets, you know, stuff like that. But you don't really get a lot of, okay, here's Scott Atkins sitting down wherever he is in the world and actually composing uh, a tweet. It's it's quite rare. You 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 see a lot of his uh, his tweets or, or a lot of you know no disrespect. You don't see an awful lot of interaction with with Scott do you online so that's it's quite rare that even you know to get a message back means he's you know that's 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 quite good going Jeff I think you're doing quite well there a couple of other side ones but triple threat and accident man are the main ones I'm looking out for so most people probably um, who are listening to this have probably heard of uh, heard of Scott Atkins but you know you know may well not know the full history, you know, the fact that Scott has been in the game for uh, a long time and has really worked his way up from, you know, from, you know, doing stunts with Jackie Chan and fighting Jet Li and, you know, doing lots of, uh, lots of the behind the scenes and sort of stuntman stuff to then becoming sort of like, you know, you know, I think without a shadow of a doubt, the, the king of the, of the, uh, of the, of the B-movie martial arts uh, cinema. Uh, and so for those people who maybe know some of the, maybe some more of the, the newer Scott Adkins stuff, um, what would be your, uh, your films to, to recommend to those to get them, you know, and me included as well, you know, I haven't seen every, every Scott Adkins, uh, uh, film, um, but I know a film that was specifically recommended to me by a good friend of mine was, um, the Universal Soldier, um, I think it was... I'm sure it's Day of Reckoning. Day of Reckoning, yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and a mate of mine said, you know, you should watch this as a as a sort of maybe reintroduction to to, to Scott. And uh, he felt like if I'd watched that, it would it would really make me sort of appreciate um, sort of Scott for for not only his, his martial arts stuff, but also some of his acting and how and sort of how, how that works. And he thought that that would be a good way in. And then I would probably want to watch more of Scott Atkins stuff, which which he was right, and I, and I really sort of went into trying to, to watch a lot more of his stuff on, on the back of that, so um, is that a good film to watch, do you recommend, or did you have um, other films that you would uh, that you would recommend? Um, Universal Soldier, Day of Reckoning, it's a really good film, but for me, if, if I was to host a Scott Atkins night and I was trying to get people um, into Scott Atkins and his movies, I would probably go with, but it's 
got to be my favourite Scott Adkins film. It's Ninja Shadow of a Tear, the second Ninja film. Oh, yeah, the second one, definitely. I was going to say that. I think that was the one. Of all the ones I've watched so far, I think that, for me, has been uh, my favourite Scott Adkins uh, movie because it feels like it feels like a proper, proper sort of... Uh, it's such a it like a, Yeah, it just feels like a proper old-school martial arts film, but it's obviously set contemporary, shot really well. It's got a good story, you know, and and the martial arts scenes are, are a plenty, and you actually feel like there's some good acting driving, driving the story. You know, I mean, obviously we don't want to give away what happens, but you know, there's some really good, uh, some good acting, and um, the, the the you know the other main martial arts lead in the film, Kane, uh, Kasuji, yeah, he is fantastic. Uh, yeah, he's he's. Definitely, like that was the first time I had seen him fight on screen, and see after it, I was looking around trying to find more stuff with him, and it was unbelievable. I really enjoyed. I yeah, really, oh, he was he yeah. was really good. he was really good. Um, again, a, a really good good friend of mine has worked on uh, shot some behind the scenes of a film that Kane was uh, involved in. Um, I'm trying to remember now whether it was in the I'm trying to think of whether it's in Vietnam or might have been i think it was vietnam i think they, they shot it uh or thailand and uh, he was shooting some behind the scenes for the film and um, i remember speaking to him on one of his trips back to, to, to england and he told me that kane was one of the nicest people he, he's, he's ever met and he said he was uh, you know a lot of people say you know don't, don't meet heroes don't meet people that you've seen in films and stuff but he goes you just couldn't speak highly enough of him and said his martial arts is, is incredible he's in he's in an amazing shape um, so I'm, I'm definitely trying to find more and more stuff of uh, uh, of Kane's um, uh, as well as Scott's not to, to take the limelight from Scott we're talking about Scott but it's nice to, yeah. to you know it's always nice to, to, to recommend other people who, who are doing um, who are doing good stuff especially if, if they're you know if they're nice people um, you know we've spoke about certain martial artists who aren't maybe the nicest people uh, you know so it's nice to talk about people uh, who are nice so. I agree. Um, just on the wee side note, there on Kane, his dad was also um, really influential in the genre back in the day. Shogun Suji. Yeah. He was a, He was well the original ninja. Yeah. Um, we shout out to him. Um, also wanted just to point out as well, uh, Scott Atkins is, is he's always said in um, interviews as well that. He's collaborated a lot with Van Damme, so I just thought I'd just ring off some films because if you're a fan of Van Damme but you haven't seen any Scott Atkins films, it would, you know you go back and watch them, and Scott Atkins will stand out to you a wee bit more. It's uh, they done a film together called The Shepherd, where Scott Atkins plays one of the bad guys. Um, Assassination Games, where they played two um, assassins who reluctantly have to team up, and then they were in Universal Soldier: Day of Reckoning. And they starred in the Expendables 2 together. So, you know, Scott Scott Atkins actually branches out then, if in that case, of the Expendables 2, to have him worked with Dolph Lundgren, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Norris, you know. He's, he's, he's worked with them all, hasn't he? I think it's about yeah. time, you know. I think it is about time that he he, he got, um, you know, he, he got an opportunity to, to be the lead guy. You know, because he's worked with everybody pretty much. You know, he has worked with pretty much every 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 big major martial arts uh, star there is. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not sure if he's ever worked with Donnie Yen though. I'm not sure, but that'd be quite an interesting. Uh, that would be, be awesome. That'd be Maybe. awesome coupling, wouldn't it? That would. IP Man Four. Oh, we can dream. We can dream. <laughs> we can dream, Jeff. We can definitely. We can definitely dream. Um, okay, so. Movies for uh, Scott Adkins, you mentioned Ninja 2. I definitely, definitely, 100% agree that would probably be the one to get people in and, and to watch and be like, yeah, cool, Scott Adkins um, is, is the man. What, what, are the, what, what other movies would you, uh, would you suggest? Well, funnily enough, I've got three movies and they are all directed by Isaac Florentine. So there'd be Ninja 2, Close Range, and Undisputed 3. Ah, interesting. So, Undy, so we're on. It's, he's done. Has he done four Undisputed? Is that right? Or is it He's two? done three. The first one starred Bing Rains and Wesley Snipes. It was a boxing movie. Oh, yes, that's right, yeah. Then he he started in Undisputed 2, didn't he? Yeah, with Michael J. White. That's right. Then he did Undisputed 3, and the most recent one is Undisputed 4, isn't it? Yeah. 
brilliant. Uh, cool. Well, so what makes you choose? What makes you choose number three? Because I personally actually like the the number four the best uh, out of uh, out of out of all of them. So why would you? Why, why, what is it about number three that appeals to you most? Um, the fight scenes I think are a bit more brutal in part three. Um, I know Scott and all gave it their all in part four, but I think the villain at the end of part three was. You know, he actually seemed like a threat to Boyko. Like, you sort of started worrying about Boyko. You were like, Boyko, just throw in the towel, just leave, you know. But, <laughs> you know, you were actually worried for Scott. You were like, Scott, just just run. You know, I think the villain it was, was Marco Zorro, did you call him, is it? Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, I know, I know, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Just like to say as well, um, Marco, if you're listening, thanks for replying to me on Twitter as well. Oh, Jeff, <laughs> come, what are you doing to me, man? <laughs> Oh, um, no, don't tell me. Do not tell me that you have had a tweet back from EcoWays. You know, from the raid. Don't tell me. Oh, uh, no. No, I've tried. I've tried about three or four times and nothing. Um, but uh, did you see the movie with Scott Atkins in The Savage Dog? Uh, yeah, do you know what? Do you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna be honest. I think I tweeted this and uh, I got some people saying, oh, no, we don't agree with you. Yeah, but I actually didn't really enjoy it all that much. I thought there were some nice pieces in it, but overall, sorry Scott, I didn't think it was. Um, I didn't think it really lived up to the to the hype that people gave it. I thought I thought he's done much better films, and I don't know whether that was just that was just me not really fully um, appreciating the amount of effort and, and, and you know obviously the storyline was different. It was taken from a different angle, and 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 I and I like that. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know whether I thought it was going to be a little bit, like a little bit more. I didn't really enjoy the fight scenes. I didn't think they were anything special compared to what had already been done in the past. Um, yeah. But that might just be. That might just be one of a, of a few. I know a lot of people really, really enjoyed it. But I, I, I don't know. I just thought it wasn't as strong as some of the other work that 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 they'd done personally. But you know, that's just my opinion. I see what angle you're coming from. Um... I did think though it had a couple of nice touches. You know the fight in the bar with the machete. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. That, that was pretty cool. Um, the thing that I thought sort of let down, oh, I was a way bit disappointed. Was was you know the fight with Sung Lee? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really would have hoped that went on a wee bit longer. Um, because I like I like Sung Lee. Um, spoke to him a couple of times on Twitter. Too. Oh, that's it. just 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 get off, Jeff. Just 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 get off. just cancel just cancel this conversation. I am totally invincible. But yeah, I, I I know what you're saying. It was it was nice to have him, but I think it could again it could have been it could have been done a bit better. And I also found that that fight scene seemed quite rehearsed and quite staged. If that makes any sense. It, yeah, yeah. It um, seemed like there was elements of it where. You know, the it wasn't very, it wasn't fluid. Like, and one thing I really like about Isaac Florentine is his. You can see that the guy's got a martial arts background. You can, you can tell that he's he, he he lives and breathes martial arts cinema. You know, he's you know for me he is probably uh, the you know the the guy for, for for martial arts filmmaking now, especially in the independent sort of you know sort of scene. He's the guy you can tell he's really passionate about it, and he really clicks with Scott. I think that you, you can tell that there's a really good sort of director, um, oh, definitely, a, a, I actor, agree. Uh, dynamic, and that was kind of uh, sort of missing, I think, from this film for me, Savage Dog. Um, but again, I might be completely wrong. I know that Scott talks about Jesse um, very highly, but I don't know. You know, it's that whole thing we talked, we mentioned earlier. We'd mentioned about you know, um, you know, I've always said Samo make Jackie Chan look better than even Jackie Chan's made Jackie Chan look in some in some films. Yeah, it, um, I agree with you there. Yeah, if, um, if, it feels like Isaac, Isaac has got to, kind of, can kind of do that with Scott, but I don't know. What's your thoughts? Uh, I agree with you totally. Um, Scott always looks best when he's with Isaac, just like De Niro always looks best when he's with Scorsese. Mm. You know, one of them comparables, I think. Uh, Isaac, as well, you could definitely tell he knows his martial arts. Uh, he done actually. He actually done a film with Gary Daniels called Cold Harvest. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's one to look out for. It's pretty good. Um, but I definitely do think Isaac brings out the best in everyone. Have you seen the trailer for 
Acts of Vengeance with Antonio Banderas in. Yeah, that looks pretty good, actually. I wasn't uh, expecting that from Banderas, to be fair. Exactly. That's, that's our man Isaac again. Uh, Isaac, I think, just has a, he has the eye for fight scenes, I think, um, and the, obviously the martial arts. Um, I do really hope that him and Scott do another project together, but I do see that at the minute Scott seems to be doing a lot of stuff with Jesse, so I'm kind of hoping he does get back to Isaac at some point because, you know, whenever them two are together, you just know whatever they make is just going to be great. Um, oh, there's a wee bit of, you know, I've, um, I've always, I always tell people this bit of trivia because I think it's so fascinating is that um, Scott Atkins actually played like the, was it Weapon 11 at the end of the Wolverine Origins? That was Scott Atkins filling in for Ryan Reynolds. Oh, wow. Um, don't know if you knew that. But no, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, read up on the credits. Um, Scott Atkins um, filled in for, like, fighting Hugh Jackman and, what is it, Lee Schreiber, is it you call him? You play Sabretooth. Um, so that was Scott Atkins battling out with Hugh Jackman. Wow, okay. So, like I said, Scott really has worked with, a, with, with, with loads of action uh, icons. Yeah, um, one we forgot to mention there, along with Jackie and Jet, was uh, did you see Wolf Warrior with Wu Jing? I'd like to forget that, please, if that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd agree with you there, but I think it's just the fact that you know Scott got to work with Wu Jing, and Wu Jing have got to put his wee mark on the world with that, because for what it was at the time, um, I did find it disappointing the fight between him and Adkins, but it brought me more aware of the potential of Wu Jing because he was one of the people that I had actually just forgot about. Yeah. And then because I was a fan of Scott's, um, it happened just to bring me back around and remember. I was like, okay, I've got a load of Wu Jing films out in the garage. So then it brought me back to Wu Jing. So That's thanks, true. Scott. No, no, I think you're absolutely right. And I mean, fair play to, uh, to Wu Jing and Wolf Warrior because they have just absolutely killed it at the, uh, at the box office with, you know, Warfare too, um, you know. So he's, he, he, either way, he's doing good stuff for martial arts because it's, it's more people talking about martial arts movies, regardless of whether you like the movie or not. So I think fair play to him. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Wu Jing's done a again. Wu Jing's done some stuff with Samo. Samo's made him look look incredible. Uh, so that's really all I know Wu Jing from from some of the stuff he's done, uh, um, some of the films he's done. Uh, which he looked, he looked quite quite menacing. I always remember him. Uh, I think a standout one for me was him in uh, SPL with uh, with Donnie, and I always remember that very sinister sort of character he played. Where he, you know, um, you know, he's playing with Samuel's henchman, and uh, he fights uh, fights Donnie in the in the uh, in the alleyway before the big lead up fight between Samuel and uh, and, and Donnie. And then there's a scene where he's like gets sent out to this sort of like outdoor playground area. Like to kill someone, he's so menacing in it. That's right, I remember that. Yeah, um, really, 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 really good character. That was a really good character for him. I thought that was a, a real, a real uh, well chosen uh, role. I think for for Wu Jing. But yeah, Wu Jing's definitely he, he's definitely got uh, he's definitely got some moves. He's done some more at films actually. Um, I'm not a massive fan, but you know the bit things that he has done, which I, which I enjoyed. I uh, I have enjoyed. Uh, Wolf Warrior wasn't one of them, but I understand the reason why you brought that film up because you're linking it in with Scott Adkins, so that's absolutely fine. Where else are we with Scott? Scott's on so much. Did you ever see Special Forces? It was one of his sort of first roles. Uh, I don't think I, I know the film, but I don't think I saw it. I can't say I've uh, uh, I've seen that film. So is that someone that you would? Uh, is that another one that you would recommend? Um, I wouldn't recommend the whole film. No, it's really it's. It was really good for its time at introducing us to Scott Atkins, but I'd recommend going on YouTube and looking up the final fight. It's really good. I would recommend it. Scott has some speed, and the dude hasn't aged much, you know, and that was, what, 2003, I think that was released. So whatever diet Scott's on, he needs to spread the word here a wee bit because I thought I'm aging every day. <laughs> <laughs> Again, everybody, if you're listening, keep up that martial arts. As you can see from these guys, they're looking incredible. Obviously, there's a whole lot of uh, other stuff that goes with it, but keep up the martial arts. It can only be a good thing. Keeps you young. Yeah, absolutely. So let's have a recap, uh, Jeff, of the um, 
of the, the people that, that we've gone through today. So who they are. Uh, so just give us a name of the, the five uh, B-movie martial arts stars that you uh, would recommend that listeners uh, go find. And the, um, a recap of the films that you, that you suggested for those who, uh, who want to take a note. Scott Adkins, uh, I would definitely say Ninja, Shadow of a Tear, Close Range, and Undisputed Grey. Um, then we've got Don Wilson. Uh, for Don, I would recommend Black Belt, Out for Blood, and Blood Fist 2. Gary Daniels, um, Deadly Target, Hawk's Vengeance, and I'm definitely delve into Blood Moon because Dar- Darren Shalavi versus Gary Daniels is it's definitely a good finale. Then we've got Lorenzo Lamas, uh, Midnight Man, Viper, and Bounty Tracker. Um, them three should be actually be easy to find because I found them on YouTube. So anyone who's just sitting bored on Saturday night um, can just go on YouTube and find a bit of Lorenzo Lamas. Um, finally, we have Jeff Wincott. I would just say I'd say Martial Outlaw, Mission of Justice, and Martial Law Two. And that's my five. Um, hopefully, you guys find a movie out of that lot you like and can give a bit more support to these guys who well Scott who's still in the genre keeping it alive and the other guys that hopefully with our support they can get back into the mainstream it's been all of 18 years Mr. Tiger thank you so much uh, for uh, giving us a bit of a uh, you know a bit of a history lesson on the B-movie action uh, genre and also giving us some names for us to to go and locate and find out some some uh, additional films that we can go and uh, and go and find. It's nice. So it's interesting. I mean, obviously, it's easier that they're on YouTube because you know, you know, everyone's got access to YouTube. So it's good for us to be able to sort of dip the toe in the water um, of the B movie genre a bit more by finding some some of these uh, these martial arts stars which we might not have ever heard of or might have forgotten about. Um, so that's that's really really cool. So thank you for that, Jeff. No worries. Um... Just to finish off with these guys, um, I can give you a fun wee table of how they connect. Oh yes, please do. We love we love a little uh, a little seven degrees off. Um, so I use Gary Daniels as my main focal point because Gary connects to everyone. So Gary connects to Jeff Wincott as they start together in a movie of Jeff's called Deadly Bat. Um, but then this is fun as well. You can connect Jeff Wincott to Scott Adkins as Jeff Wincott was in the two TV movies of Universal Soldier, which was sort of like a filling gap between, well, after part one to return, really. They were like the two filling movies. So um, Jeff Wincott played Eric Devereaux, the son of, oh, not son, the brother of Luke Devereaux. They were pretty good films. Um which also starred Burt Reynolds, so you can connect Jeff to Burt Reynolds. Um, but then as the franchise went on, as you know, with Day of Reckoning, Scott joined the franchise there. So through that connection of Jeff with the franchise to Scott in the franchise, they connect that way. Gary Daniels to Lorenzo Lamas, they both starred together in a movie called Final Impact. But then Lorenzo had um, a trilogy called Snake Eater, but for some reason, whatever happened, he didn't want to do part four. So they renamed part four um, Hawk's Vengeance, which had Gary Daniels in the lead as um, the snake, as Lorenzo Lamas' character, as his character's brother. So they just essentially get some double that looks nothing like Lorenzo Lamas and kill him off, a bit like the triple X treatment. <laughs> Gary Daniels also starred with Don Wilson in Bloodfist 4 and Ring of Fire. Uh, Gary once said in an interview too that the hardest person he ever felt um, kick him was actually Don Wilson so that's a cool bit of trivia and then Gary Daniels starred in a film with Scott Atkins that's the last connection here um, called Zero Tolerance they never shared any screen time um, but they were in the same movie and they've both starred in the Expendables Gary was a villain in the first Expendables and Scott was villain in the second Expendables Wow, I love that. That yeah. was a really good little uh, connection between all of those guys, Jeff. Yeah, um, we bit of nerding out got that far. Um, but with the Expendables connection, it was really good. If everyone 
probably say the Expendables because it was one of the biggest named franchises when it came out. They got to see Gary Daniel take on both Statham and Jet Li, which was very satisfying, I have to say. I enjoyed it. Bring it back to you now um, before, yep. we, before we finish up. I always ask every guest, what is your favorite martial arts uh, fight scene? In a sense, it's three fight scenes, but I connect them as one. And it would be from each like year. So it would be like the 70s, the 90s, and then the early 2000s. But it's all the same character. It would be the Chen Zen dojo fight scene. I watched it earlier, actually, just because I love that fight scene. It was it's about 10 minutes long. And it's just Bruce Lee going into a dojo and taking on the whole jo- dojo. The thing I like about it is you can just see it's Bruce in his element. You know, it just goes on in right in the middle, sort of takes on their best fighter who jumps out, knocks him out, and then takes on the rest of the dojo. And his, kif- his kicks and punches in it are just so quick and they're so... It's just like art, you know, you could just see the way he's just sort of moving and he's not even cracking a sweat, you know, and I think I first seen that, I was like, whoa, I was like, how can anyone do this? It seemed before it's time, because back then fight yeah. teams were usually just sort of, you kick, I kick, you kick, I kick, you scream, I duck, you know, stuff like that. So you want to see how good you are, then you must be tired of living. Brucey really did bring kicking into the forefront for martial arts cinema because everything before it was done so differently and everything after it was done just like Bruce. You know, I remember that fight scene specifically. I think for me, Fist of Fury is actually my favourite Bruce Lee film. It has, it, has, it has pretty much everything for me. That, that fight scene alone is just incredible. Um, you know, that one in the dojo is, 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 is unbelievable and pulls out the infamous uh, nunchucks, doesn't he, in that scene too? Yep, and completely goes to town and... Um, I think I'm correct in saying that he does the ultimate move and he just starts hitting everyone's feet with them. (laughs) Which I I found that was pretty cool. Like, just like, you know what, I'm just going to hit you in the foot so then waking you up a bit and then just kick you as hard as I can. And you always got the feeling that when Bruce hits someone, you know, even though they're acting and stuff, you kind of seen some kicks and you were like, he actually got him, didn't he? You know, you can just see people go down and you're like, that looks so real. So I think Bruce really did bring something new to the table. He, you know, every fight scene of his, it didn't look over-rehearsed. Like that dojo fight scene is just like someone just chucked Bruce in there and was like, right, try and get your way out. And because the way the kicks off him and everything didn't really look too choreographed. It looked like he was just fighting for his life. It'll just take me to show you. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think uh, Bruce, uh, uh, an amazing martial artist and, and everything, but wasn't really gifted in sort of, you know, acrobatics and gymnastics and so forth. And I believe it's Ewan Moir who was his, uh, his main stunt double from his, um, uh, from his stunt team. Ewan Moir being, uh, for those who don't know, being the, uh, uh, the villain from Eastern Condors, Dragons Forever, uh, things like that. Uh, and apparently Yuma was, 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 was very, very acrobatic uh, if, uh, and, and very agile, uh, even more so than Yumbu apparently. And he, you know, he did a lot of the doubling for, uh, for Bruce, including the, um, that infamous scene in Into the Dragon after he's, had a, you know, after he's fought with Samo and the, uh, the monks put their sort of hands up to, to, uh, to make that sort of, uh, you know, like the, the roof church sort of sign. That they oh, yes. and 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 he, and he, and he runs up, you know. It looks like you know you see Bruce, like you see Bruce in a, in a sort of a, a mid shot, and he's like getting ready to to sort of to, to do all these um, cartwheels and then this somersault. Uh, that was actually Yuma, uh, and uh, you see Yuma in 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 in, uh, in Fist of Fury too, if I'm not mistaken, doing the that sort of. It's in that fight, I think, where he gets thrown, or I might be getting it mixed up, mistaken with another part of that that dojo fight where he gets thrown in the air. And you see him sort of uh, spin around, and it's not—it's not actually Bruce. It's—it's uh, it's your more. Um, so that was a little side bit of trivia there. Uh, that's something I didn't know myself. 
Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that uh, that film. I think for me, definitely, Fist of Fury has got to be my favourite Bruce Lee film. Now you listen to me. I'll only say once. We are not sick men. Jeff, I guess there's not much more else to say, but uh, a massive thank you. Uh, I have taken up enough of your time. Um, it's funny, actually, me and Jeff have been trying to sort out this, uh, trying to get this podcast recording done. I mean, we're, we're now having to use like our headphones. I'm using my headphones from my, uh, my iPhone because my actual other headset that I normally use to record just wasn't, wouldn't play, uh, wasn't working. So me and Jeff have both been, you know, Jeff uh, over in Ireland, I'm over in the UK. We're trying to sort out uh, our... Uh, internet connection different pieces via Skype so you know we've had it took us nearly 40 minutes to actually get this uh, this recording done um, before we actually actually got it recorded we've you know we've changed ethernet cables and and, and done everything to get this done so um, I want to say a massive thanks to you Jeff because uh, I really appreciate no you I really appreciate you getting involved and uh, you know agreeing to do this uh, this podcast with me uh, you've really opened up uh, my eyes to um, a part of the genre which you know I've been pretty close to to be uh, to be honest I've not really had paid too much attention uh, to it you know being a bit of a snob thinking that you know there's be- better movies if you will to to watch and uh, I'm now at a stage in my life where you know we we're not um, as lucky as we once were with movies being available one after another you know lots of new martial arts films coming out. So now is probably a really good time for me to actually go back and maybe look into some of those movies which I didn't pay so much attention to uh, before. So um, a massive thank you, Jeff, because I think I'm definitely going to be looking into um, into some of those uh, those movies going forward. No problem. Thank you for having me, and it was awesome getting to talk to you. Hopefully, we do it again sometime. Now you listen to me. The most important thing that you must remember. That is, always appear half drunk. You almost think you look helpless. You understand that? Yes, teacher. Alright guys, there you have it. That's another Dragon Server podcast finished and completed. And we now begin work on the next one. If you want to join me on an episode of the Dragon Zone Podcast, all you got to do is reach out to me on Twitter, at Auburn Digital, or you could use the Hong Kong Kung Fu Movie-specific Twitter account, which is at Hong Kong Legends. All right, guys, keep watching those Kung Fu movies and stay in touch. Take care.